This is Lord Death of the DWMA, and you're watching another episode of Goth Geek Podcast. Now stay tuned, or I'll be forced to give you a Reaper Chop. And I made it. Hey everybody, it's Nicholas Black, and you're listening to episode 25 of the Goth Geek Podcast. Before we get started, as always, give us a like, a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Goth Geek or at The Goth Geek. Or check out our Etsy shop by simply going to gothgeek.net where you can find all sorts of our items such as posters, jewelry, dice sets, coffin dice trays, dice towers, and all sorts of really cool and unique Goth Geek type things. So go ahead and check us out. That's gothgeek.net. They'll take you directly to our Etsy shop. And again, or give us a like or follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And now, on with the show. So, today's episode, I've got a couple different topics I wanted to throw out there, so I'm not really going to go over them. Uh, First off, I wanted to talk about the Star Wars lightsaber. I don't know if you guys heard about this or not. It was a a kind of a hint, uh, a tease. There are no pictures, no videos. It was during a meeting... uh, through Disney, uh, where they just they weren't sharing anything, like as far as like videos or letting videos or pictures uh, be taken. But at the very end of this meeting, uh, they showed a lightsaber that could actually retract um, and extend through like a motorized system. This is huge news, like we've all wanted one of these, right? Like, I mean, we've seen the, the cheap versions where like, it's the telescoping, pardon me, telescoping, uh, lightsabers. You can buy it like Walmart, you know, and they're, they're kind of neat, but they don't look the same because they have to like go to a point. They, you know, they get smaller. Um, and then you kind of have to flick them out to get them to, uh, extend, uh, and whatnot. These are not, this is not that these are motorized. Uh, what from what people can say is that it's kind of like a like a tape measure almost uh, a motorized fully extending uh tape measure uh that lights up uh so th- that sounds kind of strange when you think about like a tape measure like how it works uh but the same kind of principle uh, as far as like the oh, what's the word here as far as like the technology of how a tape measure like winds up. And so it's like two tape measures with uh, a covering connecting each side where the gap would be to make it a fully rounded lightsaber um, with LEDs or something inside. And it's motorized. So you can push a button and it extends out. You can push a button, it retracts. My only concern really is how durable is this like i'm super excited like i want one of them like <laughs> how can you not want one of these it's it's the dream come true like I've, I've been to disneyland i've been to star wars uh galaxy's edge i've paid the money to have a lightsaber made uh right before uh covid hit basically um back in october of 2019 um and it's an experience i loved it and i love my lightsaber my, my wife and i both got one and we, we love them but they are a bit bulky because you can't uh, retract them. You know, it's 
it's a big long pole basically that you're carrying around with you. But they're also durable. I mean, you can, I mean, we haven't hit them too hard because they are expensive. Uh, you know, 200 bucks, I believe, is what we paid for those, uh, for that experience. Uh, but you still can smack them around and, you know, do uh, some light sparring, if you will, uh, with them. With this, I don't see how that'd be possible. So it'd be really cool to look at, but if you actually try to hit somebody with it, or, you know, I'm not saying, like, you'd actually want to hit somebody regardless. But if you wanted to, like, do a pretend battle or, you know, a, a mock scene or something, uh, you couldn't. And if someone did get a little rough with you, uh, you know, if it's a tape measure type, like, material, tape measures bend. So I don't see that being a good thing for this. So it has to be durable enough to hold up to a certain point, but also flexible enough to be able to wind back up into a ball or however they're doing it. So I really don't know um, how that's going to look or work. But I'm super excited about it. I mean, we've all wanted a truly uh, extendable lightsaber where you can have the hilt on your belt and you take it off and you push the button and it extends out. And if it does fast enough, I mean, I don't know how fast it really could be. I guess that's the next question we have. Like, will it actually feel like you're, like, you know, because, you know, when they push that button in the movies, it's out. Like, it's there. The, the, the blade comes out because it's light. It's quick. Can it really mimic that? I know with the lights it can, like, you know, with the current version, you know, you have this, the, it's not glowing and then you push the button and the, and the lights light up really quickly up the blade and make the sound. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this one. Like, I, well, I know how I feel about it. I'm excited, but I don't know how I feel about the, like, durability worries about this. Maybe you don't need to worry about it, uh, but I feel like if, I mean, if you're an adult and you're, like, you're a cosplayer you're probably not going to be doing anything that involves smacking people or pretending to smack people or anything. But if you're a teenager or a kid and you're a parent wanting to, you know, get your kid one of these, I don't think that's going to last very long if it's can't hold up, you know? I don't know. But that was big news uh, that I kind of forgot to talk about last podcast. Uh, another thing that came out this week was Xbox free-to-play games. They finally did it. What is Xbox free-to-play? So, if you're an Xbox gamer like myself, uh, you know that you play, you have to pay to play online. You pay Xbox, uh, well, you pay for a membership called Xbox Live Gold, or, or lately you can pay for the Game Pass um, Ultimate, which is a whole different can of worms. Uh, but basically, you pay to be able to play online. Uh, so you pay like sixty bucks a month. No, no, gosh, I can't. <laughs> sixty bucks a month. You pay sixty bucks a year. There we go. Uh, to pay for this, uh, to do to, to to pay for this. To I can't even talk today. Every time, every time uh, we we do a podcast, I do a podcast. I have some kind of blip or issue with talking. This week is no different. Anyways, so with 
uh, Xbox Live Gold. Uh, with that membership, you get to play online. Uh, and you get other perks, too, small, uh, other smaller perks. Uh, games with Gold, which is uh, free games each month um, that change each month uh, and whatnot. But the big thing is to be able to play online. Well, a couple months ago, month or ago, month or two ago, uh, Microsoft did a big screw up by trying to increase the price of Xbox Gold, um, and so when they backtracked, they decided that they were also going to make a big announcement that all free games would be free to play online regardless of your membership. So, like Fortnite is a free to play game. Uh, Apex Legends is a free to play game. Uh, they said up to 50 different titles would be completely free. You would not need a membership of a gold membership to play these games. And they're also making the chat free. The chat was part of the perk too, so you could talk to your friends uh, while you're playing the game uh, or playing different games. Um, they're now saying that that's free as well. And that went out this week, uh, just a couple days ago. So that's a big deal. So 50 plus games are now open to anyone to play. You don't have to have an Xbox Go membership. All you have is an Xbox. Um, and then you can chat with your friends for no cost, for no additional fees. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Apex Legends. Uh, and I play Fortnite on occasion. Uh, I, I unfortunately <laughs> don't get any advantages to this because I already... Uh, pay for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, um, which if you're not paying for, if you're not taking advantage of that right now, you should. If you're one of the people like me who's paid in advance, so what I did was uh, I had an Xbox Gold membership that was paid up until I don't even know. It was it was like a full year, year and a half or something, paid up in a full, uh, by taking advantage of Black Friday deals and things like that. And so what I did was uh, they were having a deal, and I think they're still doing it, where for a dollar you could convert your entire membership over up to two years to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, um, which is $15 a month. So that's a pretty damn good deal. And with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, if you don't know what that is, Game Pass is basically where you can stream games for free. Well, not free, but you pay the membership, but... Unlimited games, basically. So, uh, Titanfall Two is on there now. Uh, Halo, um, ton of games. If you don't, if you don't know about, if you somehow do not know what Game Pass is, you should check it out. It's pretty like much the reason why people get Xboxes lately. So I took advantage of that um, about six months ago, somewhere around there. And so, you know, this doesn't this news doesn't help me. But if you're someone who's just like, I don't want to ever have to pay for this. I don't want to ever have to get gold membership, now you don't have to, to play up to 50 games, free to play games. So that's pretty big news. Uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, I love my Xbox. I love the membership. So I would really, really think to go check that out. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I love this movie. I, if you have not somehow seen this movie... It came out in 2010, so it's, a, it's an old movie. It's a celebrating 10 years. Celebrating 10 years last year, but as we all know, last year didn't count with COVID. Uh, so all the big things are happening this year. So they're like releasing a 
a whole bunch of different vinyl soundtracks, uh, different versions of it. Uh, and then the big thing was that they're releasing, re-releasing the movie in theaters for Dolby, which is basically AMC theaters. Um, unfortunately, in my town, there's only one AMC, and they don't, for whatever reason, aren't showing it. But yeah, they're re-releasing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World um, on the 30th of April uh, in theaters with a special edition and I think some commentary possibly. Go check this movie out. If you haven't seen it, if you're too young or you just missed it, if you're a geek, if you like video games, I, I can't even think of any other, of other things, but if you like action, it's a ridiculously fun, silly movie um, based off equally fun books. Um, there's a video game based off of it that just re got a re-release um, on all consoles uh, and PC, I think. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not a PC gamer, so I don't know 100%, but I know on consoles it got re-released. Uh, it's a fun game. It's like a very, like, they do it like a side-scroller, like, Double Dragon style, but, you know, kind of those graphics even a little bit. Um, so it's a lot of fun to play for, like, nostalgia purposes. But, uh... The movie itself, I mean, it's basically following this, this Canadian guy, kid, uh, and how he's uh, dating this girl who's in high school. He's 23, I believe. Um, and then he meets Ramona Flowers, who he's like, oh my gosh, this is the ultimate cool girl. And so he wants to date her. And so there's kind of some crossover. And basically, Scott Pilgrim's kind of an asshole and kind of a, like, not cool dude. Like, he basically cheats on this girl. Uh, when I say basically, I mean he does. Uh, he ends up dating, dating two girls at once. So he kind of he cheats on both of them. Um, and then he has to fight her, uh, Ramona Flowers' evil exes. To, to date her, he has to fight and defeat her seven evil exes. Uh, not not boyfriends, not not ex-boyfriends, exes. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, he's not exactly a hero, obviously, but he kind of, like, learns to be a better person in the end. It's got a lot of cool people in it, a lot of actors that are uh, big names now that weren't as big back in 2010. Uh, you can see uh, Captain America in there, you can see Captain Marvel, and you can see uh, the Adam or uh, Superman uh, from 2011 uh, in there as well, or Adam from uh, the Flash Arrowverse. I think he's the name, Adam. He's, he's the Adam he can shrink down. Anyways, you can see all those actors plus more. Uh, uh, really cool, uh, just really cool movie. So it's, it's celebrating 10 years. Go check it out. If, you, if you've got an AMC uh, or some kind of Adobe or Adobe theater in your in your area, look it up. Um, it is worth your time. It is worth your energy. Definitely go check it out. Uh, what else is going on? Man, I don't even know. Uh, actually, I wanted to talk about another thing here. Oddities. And you might go, what are you talking about with oddities there, uh, Nick? Well... Oddities, what are oddities? I guess the first question you should be asking. Uh, well, oddities are 
everything from different uh, weird things. I, it's hard to explain, I guess. Oddities are... Jeez, I don't even know how to describe oddities. Oddities, oddities, curios. There was a TV show a couple years ago uh, called Oddities, Oddities, um, about a shop in New York, and they did like taxidermy, um, bone work. They sold, uh, you know, uh, articulated skeletons, uh, things, uh, animals in jars, like uh, fermented, uh, pickled almost animals. You know, for you know back in the day, that's how they like did. Uh, stuff for schools and stuff and whatnot and uh just weird stuff uh you know just strange things uh devices from the midnight mid 1800s to early uh 1900s and 20th century even um so just oddities and curious things i guess why am i talking about these because one i don't know if i've talked about them before uh and i collect them uh, to a degree. And two, they're just a really cool goth and in a way geeky thing. Um, yeah, they're not like, you know, it's not star Wars and star Trek, uh, geeky, but, uh, I mean, it's definitely kind of more on the goth side, uh, depending on what it is. Like for me, my oddities, my curio cabinet, I carry, uh, my prized possession is an urn, a used urn that I found just recently, actually, about probably about a year ago. Uh, I found it at a uh, Salvation Army store, of all places. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's an urn. That has to be right. And then I looked on the bottom, and it still had the sticker on it. So it was a relatively new item. Uh, new, being in the last 20, 30 years. Um, and then I opened it up, and sure enough, it had cremated... Uh, it had the, the dust, the cremated remain dust in it still. Like, not the package, not the whole person, but, like, the remnants. Like, you know, somebody had been in there, they dumped out great-uncle uh, Vernon <laughs> and, uh, you know, gave the urn to the Salvation Army or whoever. And that that's horrible to think about, that someone did that to their, you know, relative or whatever. But it's a really cool thing. I mean, it's a used urn. Where are you going to get one of those? Um, so I bought it for, I think, like 3 or $4. Uh, also, I care, I have, like, really old pictures. It's one of my favorite things to collect. Um, when I say old pictures, I don't mean, like, 1950s. I mean, like, early 1900s, late 1800s, uh, turn-of-the-century style pictures. I love these things. It's really cool to see how people dressed. It's really cool to save these pictures for just historic reasons, I think. Um, and uh, the first couple that I found, I rescued from an, a used bookstore that was using them as a display piece for some gaudy thing that they were doing. And I just, I, I snatched them up and was like, how much do you guys want for these? And they were like, oh, well, I don't think we're selling them. And I'm like, no, you are. You're, you're totally selling these. Like, how much do you want for them? Um, and so I, I ended up getting, started getting into them, getting into the photos for that reason. Uh, I also have one of the, uh, a bottle of quack medicine that I found from that same used bookstore. Um, I don't think they realized what they had. Um, it still has the label on it. Um, 
which is really cool. Uh, it still has the dry liquid in it. Um, I've looked these bottles up online and all I can find is the bottles themselves that are empty and they sell for like 25 bucks. I got this thing for like six or seven. Um, and these bottles don't have the labels on them or anything. So I don't know if it's a fake. If it's a fake, it's a really good fake because, and also why would you want to fake this thing? Like it's a very obscure thing to fake. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool, this quack medicine, one of those liquid things they sold back in like the early 1900s where like it was like, oh, this is a cure-all. This will cure this, this, and this. You know, it'll, it'll cure your bad knees and your cold and your flu too. Quack medicine. It's really cool stuff. So that's like part of my oddities collection as well as old books. I love old books, which aren't really an oddities thing, um, but I store them in the same place. Why am I talking about this? Well, because I really just love oddities. I love curious things. I love the history behind it, uh, which is kind of a geeky thing. I feel like, uh, the history behind these old books, these old photos, um, doing research on them, trying to find out who these people were. Um, there is a morbidness to it, of course. I mean, the urn, the quack medicine, uh, you can get skeletons, uh, in a lot of curio and oddity shops, the city I live in recently has uh, just hosted a oddity shop, uh, a new one, and they've had some human remains, uh, bones, uh, and whatnot. And I have not had the money to buy them yet, unfortunately. Like they're expensive, like two hundred dollars uh, for you know a femur. Um, plus, it can be bad mojo depending on how superstitious you are about these things like my wife is a little bit superstitious about you know owning a per piece of a human being which i kind of understand seems like disrespectful um but at the same time it's just i don't know it's neat like who was this person sorry for that background noise if you heard that that was my dog shaking her head uh because apparently i'm not paying enough attention to her uh but it's just a really cool hobby it can be a very expensive hobby uh one of the cool things cooler things i saw recently was an 1867 cooling board. And what this is, is it's a wooden board uh, that you would set up and you would put ice uh, underneath it um, and put the body of a dead person on top of it. And this is what they would use uh, in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s before refrigeration um, became a thing. And they had one of those uh, in, in the store uh, and I didn't even ask how much it was because that's going to be a lot of money. <laughs> Plus, where do you put that? Like, it's such a cool thing, but where do you put it? Um, I've seen places that have, like, embalming fluid uh, still sealed in the bottles. Um, again, I've seen full skeletons. I've seen skulls, uh, articulated hands. But it's not just, like, that kind of morbid stuff. I mean, I've seen people, like, you know, use dead animals, skeletons. Uh, again, if you've... If you're, not, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, or you're like, dude, I need to stop listening to your podcast, you're, you're, you're freaky, look up Oddities, the TV show. Um, there's a couple seasons on Amazon Prime video, uh, and that'll give you a, kind of a good idea of what I'm talking about. It's very more goth than it is geek, but it's a really fun, cool hobby. Um, and it's been getting... When Oddities was on TV, uh, it was definitely becoming more popular. It's kind of like, uh, I feel like Pawn Stars uh, on History Channel. That show's been around forever. 
because of that show, people have been more uh, active with like what they sell and how much stuff is worth um, and pawning it off. Uh, American Pickers, same thing. Uh, where it shows, you know, old signs are worth more money now. And, you know, it where at one time, you know, you'd have to like go to a yard sale and really like look to find these things. Nowadays, everybody uh, is kind of aware of these things. And Oddities is no different. Uh, Curios is no different. It seems like there people are definitely more aware of them. But there's a lot of really cool oddity expos you can go to, uh, more so when COVID is not as rampant. But as things are opening up more and uh, vaccines are rolling out, uh, it's happening again. Uh, and it's something you sh- I would really recommend if you're really into like that kind of stuff, but you don't know where to start, check out like online and see if you can find a curio or oddity shop. An antique store, to be honest, would have might have some curios. Um, like I said, I really first started with like old books, which aren't exactly the same thing. Uh, I started back when I was like 18, 17 or 18. Uh, I found an old copy of Walt Emerson, uh, of his works, of essays from 1896 or 97. And I just fell in love with this idea of like, this book has been around for over, like a hundred years at the time. Uh, if I was 18, it was 1998. So it was like just a little over hundred years old. Uh, and I was just like, that's cool. Like you're, you're holding a piece of history. Even, even if it wasn't like a rare book, which it wasn't, it's still a hundred years old, you know, a hundred years ago, this was brand new. And someone was, you know, reading this, uh, you know, a completely different world, uh, in a completely different world that you live in now. Well, you know, I was reading this book. And I just love that idea of these old books, old photos, these weird old things. Um, and so that's how I kind of got into it. And over the years, um, it's gotten into a more broader sense with the urn and with the quack medicine bottle. And I have some pharmacy labels uh, for uh, that I bought from the curio shop that I just talked about uh, here in our town. Um that I really loved that were like arsenic. Um, and it was more for like farming, uh, stuff, uh, and whatnot, but there were still pharmacy. Like this is where you'd buy these at like a pharmacy still because of how old they were. Like <laughs> you could, you could go and buy, uh, formaldehyde, um, you know, from your pharmacist, pharmacist, uh, type era. And so these old labels, so I just love this kind of stuff. It's just neat. The history of it, the it's weird. I, I, and it can be affordable. Like it, I mean, it can be expensive too. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, you know, getting into the bones or getting into like, uh, like like the formaldehyde I was talking about the uh, earlier the bottles of formaldehyde. I mean, those are worth thousands of dollars um, just because they've never been opened before. Um, the the body cooling rack, things like that, can be super expensive, but if you know where to go or just keep your eyes peeled, like I said, the Salvation Army never would have thought I would have found an urn at a Salvation Army store. Like really, we were there for just shits and giggles. Uh, we were looking for a, a bookshelf, I think. I'm not even sure the hell we were looking for, to be honest, but, uh, you know, I ended up finding that, uh, 
and it was just the coolest thing. I've, I've never thought I'd own an urn, let alone a used urn. Uh, so I recommend uh, getting into oddities uh, if, if, you're into, if you're into that kind of stuff. If you're into kind of weird history um, and whatnot, check it out. Check out your local flea markets. Check out your local Goodwills. You know, and Goodwill maybe not so much because people know about Goodwill. Um, Goodwill is a kind of a more mainstream thing, but like, I've never even, I didn't even know Salvation Army had a store, uh, until a coworker told me, you know, those kind of stores, um, antique stores can be a good place, but again, antique stores, they're going to know what they have. They're going to know the value, um, possibly, most likely, uh, but like a used knickknack store, maybe not so much. Uh, you know, the Salvation Army store obviously had no idea that this could be worth some money. And, and maybe it's, you know, and maybe it's not, but I bet I have a strong feeling that if I went to the, you know, an oddity shop with that urn, I could probably get my money back and then some. Just because, you know, an urn itself isn't cheap. Like, the one I, the one I bought, uh, I lifted up, and uh, the model is not made anymore, but I still found ones that were similar to it, and you know, they cost 80, a hundred, two hundred dollars just for, you know, brand new. The idea of buying one that's used, that's, you know, got a little bit of a, uh, cremation dust in it still. That's a, I feel like add some value to it, add some mystique to it. Uh, and they had no idea, you know, I bought an old 1899 dictionary why? Because there are words that were used back then that we don't use anymore. And it's cool to look into it and see those words and see how the language has changed. And I spent, I think, $8 on that one. And again, I feel like that's probably worth a little bit more than that. It's a Webster dictionary. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's a fun treasure hunt, uh, oddities can be. So I really recommend it. Uh, I really recommend checking out uh, your used uh, uh, goods store, antique store, Salvation Army store, whatever store that you've got in your town. Um, like I said, the used bookstore that I went to uh, in my city, they, you know, they sell obviously mostly books and uh, and some records and other stuff, but they also sell all sorts of weird things um, that they just get, that people that they buy off people just for the heck of it and try to resell like little knickknacks and whatnot. And I found a few treasures in there because of that. So it's really amazing what, you're, what you'll find. And of course, yard sales and whatnot um, are always fun because, again, like I said, a lot of people, because of these TV shows, are more aware of it, but you're still going to find those people out there who either aren't aware, like they don't watch those shows or just don't care. Like they're just trying to get rid of stuff. You know, people who are moving, they just want to get rid of stuff. Sometimes they don't want to wait. <laughs> they don't want to go through it all. Um, and that's where you're going to get your deals. That's where you're going to find your, your treasures and add to your collections and things like that. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, what do you, what do you guys collect? You know, let me know. 
what, what is your favorite thing to collect? Um, do you collect strange, odd things like in oddities or curios? Do you collect old books or uh, current books? Do you collect statues? I mean, as a goth geek, I collect so many things. Me and my wife both do. I mean, between Funko Pops, uh, Harley Quinn statues, old books for me, and curios and oddities, regular books because we have a small library, and then, of course, cosplay stuff. I mean, seriously, I, I board games, card games. We collect so many different things. Video games. We don't, we don't even have room for it all, it seems like. So what do you collect? What, do you, what is your passion? What is your hobby? What do you do on the weekends? You know, what do you search out there for? Online or uh, scouring the stores, uh, trying to be socially distant and wear a mask and be safe? Let me know. Uh, shoot me a DM through Twitter. Uh, or Facebook, uh, comment on this because I usually share this uh, the podcast uh, link on Facebook uh, and Twitter. Let me know. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, and let me know uh, what you think about Scott Pilgrim. Let me know what you think about uh, the free-to-play games for Xbox. Those are all uh, exciting things. I feel like. So let me know. Like, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know your thoughts. The few of you that out there that are listening. I, I don't know if there's... I know a few of you are because uh, it says I get like one or two listens per podcast. So, you know, let me know. I think that's all for this week. Um, again, I, I wasn't going to do a podcast this week. I was going to stick with it every two weeks podcast uh but then there was just so much on my podcast topic list um that i had to get through because it was pertinent to getting it done uh like the oddities thing probably not so much uh but like the lightsaber uh news that's like already a week or two old um and then the xbox news that came out this week i I didn't want to get behind on you know some of these topics i wanted to bring up and uh thoughts I wanted to bring out. Uh, what do you think about the lightsaber, actually? I forgot to mention that one, too. Like, are you excited about the idea of an extending lightsaber? Uh, motorized extending lightsaber? Are you... Have, have reservations about it like I do? Let me know. Uh, with a uh, with a comment, uh, reply, uh, through social media. Well, I think that'll do it all for now. I don't know if we'll do an episode next week or not. But uh, I am Nicholas Black, and you've been listening to episode 25 of the Goth Geek Podcast. Bye.